Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week, another episode of the Amiibros podcast. I am one third of the trio called the Amiibros. I'm your host, Damon, here along, alongside my brothers, uh, Jared Man 85. Jeremy, how are we feeling, fellas? Feeling good. Tomorrow it is going down. I'm going to be in Vegas. It's going to be amazing. Y'all boys are going to get that cut on the golf course. Here we go. Here we go, baby. Already. Let's go. It is time for me to gamble for the first time all year because you guys know Vegas is a place where you can sports bet and nobody illegally sports bets. So I get a chance to do that for the first time all year. Let's go. Don't snitch on yourself. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm glad. I'm glad Jared's feeling good and good spirits. Um, Definitely ready for the trip, I see. Jeremy, how you feeling, man? You're good? I'm feeling wonderful, man. I'm uh found out my we have a quarterback coming back next year, so Super Bowl, here we come. Who that who that who that say they're gonna beat them Saints? <laughs> All right. A lot of uh expectation and, and pressure for you already, uh in regards to your Saints. But uh let's get into some uh let's get into some topics today tonight, fellas. Um Obviously, the last week uh, was All-Star Weekend um, out of Chicago. looked like a great time. I was actually jealous I wasn't able to go. But uh, probably the highlight, or not probably, most most definitely the highlight of the weekend was the All-Star Game on Sunday night. Um, Chris Paul introduced a new concept, a new, uh, a new scoring uh, that I think is played a lot on AAU teams. Yep. And uh, he had it kind of uh, geared towards the number 24. Obviously, a shout-out to Kobe. Uh, so... And it went well, man. The guys played hard in the fourth quarter. It's probably the best quarter of basketball I've seen in a very long time. Um, but let's start with Jeremy on this topic. What do you think about the uh, All-Star game and just the All-Star weekend in general? I thought the All-Star game, I, I really liked the, the format. I thought it was better than uh, than it, it's been in, in recent years, even though there was still a lot of uh, layups and dunks for the first three quarters. I mean, like, I think Giannis had 20 points in the third quarter all on dunks. But I thought that the t- intensity level definitely picked up. Um, I like the the charity aspect because you've got those people in the stands and they're giving you something to play for, and they're talking junk, and they're cheering. So you, it's not like you can really lay an egg um, like before. Damon, I will agree with you that that was the most intense um, I've seen people play in – um, an all-star game in a while. I won't say it's the best because I thought it was pretty sloppy basketball throughout the fourth quarter, um, but it was very entertaining. It was very intense, uh, and players were getting after it. So um, I really like that new format. I, I really like that Adam Silver is not afraid to change things up um, in honor of, in honor of Kobe. Um, I don't know if they'll keep the 24 points as the rule. Uh, that probably would be pretty cool. But I think they are. Based they, on they, they are going to do that. Kobe, because yeah. it's the Kobe, what, player of the game? trophy so yeah um I yeah think that's, that's pretty awesome i actually yeah. i actually like that that ending even though my one suggestion would be um no ending on a free throw um i like I, um, I would agree i would agree i, I, I like steven jackson's selection if you get fouled you get an opportunity to go one-on-one against the person who fouled you <laughs> oh, that, would be lit. <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> oh god yeah so um yeah, I, I, that that would be my only suggestion. Um, and almost, I, I I almost think it needs to be the one thing I I worry about. And you probably won't see this a lot in all star games because they'll let let teams play close. How entertaining would that be down the stretch if a team got up by twenty five and then the other then the, then they is a twenty four point from the other team and it's and it's I I can see that being you know, anticlimactic, but I mean, I, this could be the same thing in a normal all-star game if there's a time period and somebody's up 25. So I agree. Um, but what I did notice, it seems like team LeBron backed off a little bit in the second quarter. Obviously they were playing for charity. So I think, I think they played into, you know, trying to make it close going into the fourth. And I think they'll continue to do it then. And then they play out and they'll, they'll play out in the fourth. 
which I think is a, is good because I it, it was kind of heartbreaking because I wouldn't say heartbreaking, but they kept panning to the kids from the charity. And it's like their team's losing by four or five points. And they're like, you know, uh, you have all this emotion with every play. It's like, damn, like I, I wish no matter what, they could still get the money. But that's the only part that I didn't really like about it. Um, and but yeah. and with the um when the when the quarter ties to me they should just split the money as opposed to pushing it all to the next one. Yes, uh, <laughs> actually, no. We're talking about that, it absolutely should be split instead of it rolling over. I'm like, let yeah. this split and go fifty fifty, like fifty thousand yeah. to one, fifty thousand dollar one. So yeah, um, right. but yeah, I, I like I like the format though. I like I like what they're doing now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make even more changes. I saw a whole bunch of people tweeting. Uh, that Adam Silver should um come up with the plan for the Pro Bowl, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things of um you know when you've got somebody who's creative, listens to the players, and, and really right. open minded, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to make changes. So I, I I applaud the changes. I think it's uh good for the game. Well, let's although, talk about before I move. Although I will here. say this, yeah, um, I would have liked to see. Uh, maybe some some different changes in lineups. I feel like it was the veteran guard that got to go. Kyle Lowry is not a top ten player in the league, and he played like the entire fourth quarter. But, Jeremy, you know. that says a lot. You're you're saying listening or looking from the sidelines on the TV that Kyle Lowry is not that good, but obviously the coaches feel like he's that good, and he's a the reigning MVP point guard of the or, world. Or, so. or Nick or uh, Nick Nurse, their coach, was coaching the team. But come on, man. <laughs> but let, let's let, let's let's talk about real quick Saturday's night. Um, I think Saturday night was probably the most entertaining Saturday night of the All-Star game, probably since uh, Jordan and Dominique. Um, great dunks. Great, uh, my boy, what's the, what's the, what's the kid from uh, Miami? Uh, oh, I don't want to. Sam Adebayo from High Point. I didn't know he was from High Point. Mm-hmm. Shout out 336, man. He went. He's from High Point. Where, he's where the, he the first McDonald's All-American to leave North Carolina. Uh he went to Kentucky. He's the first one wow. from North Carolina not to not go to Duke, that. UNC, NC State, or anywhere. Why would he go to play with Calipari? But obviously it worked out. But, yeah, yeah. Um, the skills challenge was awesome. Um, the three-point contest was was awesome. Uh, what's my boy, Buddy? Buddy Hill. Um, Buddy Hill did his thing. The dunk contest um, was great, man. So, Jeremy, do you have any last thoughts about just the, the Saturday, uh, Saturday lineup for the NBA? I was like, man, this is, this is great TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the the skills challenge that was I'm not gonna be I'll be 100 percent honest. I didn't watch the skills challenge. Nobody watched the skills challenge. It's pretty much boring. I watched it. Um, it, was, it was super fun. But um, I generally pick up whenever we get to the three point contest. So three point contest. I thought um that was really exciting. I thought Devin Booker was gonna win it, and he got edged out on the last second shot. Buddy healed. Who the reports are that he really has this interest in joining back up with the Pelicans um, where he started his career because he sees an upcoming team and he, they think he, uh, he thinks he can make an impact. Um, so who I mean, knows? How Maybe good Devin Booker though? Dev, I mean, Dev like, for him not to make the all-star team straight up is ridiculous. Yeah. That has a perfect <laughs> shooting, shooting. I mean, you, you see him catch that alley in the alley yeah. in, in the uh, all-star game. Yeah. Like, what? I didn't so, even know he had that kind of. I didn't know he had that kind of bounce. It, so, it was ridiculous. So, let, let me. I, I don't want to be the uh, the guy where um, you know I'm, I'm Mr. Contrarian, but I pose this: I can't say how good a player is who has never been on a team that has won at any kind of like every every year he's been in the league. They've been one of the bottom five teams in the league. I think this this year. The first time they might not be bottom five, maybe they're bottom ten. But if you're that good, and I'm not, I'm telling you, he's really good. But when I say he's really good, he's Trey Young, really good. Like in the yeah. sense of he's better. Like than Trey's, Trey, but he's Trey's, not playing in the East. Well, here's the thing, though. Trey's giving you thirty a night. And Trey's giving you great numbers. But how much impact is he having on winning? But, but the Trey, same thing Trey statistically is he's the worst defender in the NBA. But Jeremy, then you have to realize this. All right, if you're Devin Booker and you are you taking over, Devin Booker over Trey Jarrett? Are you taking Trey over Devin Booker? I don't know. I mean, Trey's Trey's twenty or twenty one. I mean, they're close. It's, it's a close. So I'm taking Devin Booker. I'm not. I, I probably right now would take Devin Booker. But the reason I'm saying this is this: Trey puts up massive numbers, and you can and, and Devin puts up massive numbers. But Devin to have, I mean, right now you look at their roster. 
they're good enough. To, they're better than the Grizzlies. Like outside of you take Devin Booker off the off the Suns and you take Jaw off the Grizzlies. The Suns are they're a better not. team. They're they are. not. They are. DeAndre stop. Ayton is better than Jaron Jackson. It's not true. Yeah. Yo, so you, no, it's not. Thing. You and he missed half the season. But Jeremy, here's the thing that I think Jared, Jared's getting wrong: is you can't match up player for player just skill wise. It it comes down to how they play as a team. The Memphis yeah. Grizzlies play. They play great as a team. You know why I, they play great as a team? Because John ja Morant is the focal point. And Jared, there there are times where John ja Morant will take twenty five shots, and there's time where John ja Morant will take five ja shots. Is not the focal point, but you can't say that if you he's take not even leading scorer. Stars off the team. Uh, all I'm gonna tell you is based off of it, just how they match up one on one. If you're if you have a guy. If you're you're in Phoenix, you have DeAndre Ayton this year was averaging 19 and 12 on 54 percent shooting. You got Dario Saric. You got Kelly. How Oubre. many how many games was he suspended for? I think it was 25 out of the season. They played yeah. over 50. So, but and <laughs> even even with that being said, they're they're not winning since he came back. He's had he's had he had Trevor Ariza last year. He's had a lot of guys on the team that are winning Trevor players. Ariza. And I'm not telling you. That hey, this means that you should be competing for a title or at the elite of the West, but you can't be eleven games below five hundred. Sure, but you were telling me how how great team. Anthony Davis was with the Pelicans, and he wasn't winning ever. He had way more stack lineups than Devin Booker's had. First off, Devin. you can't say Anthony, Anthony Davis was winning every year. His team was healthy, and he was healthy. No, that's not true. What year did he not? He, been, sure, he has he had a losing record as a whole. He still has a career losing record. No, he doesn't. But at he the, does. at the at he was the end 44 of the day, days below 500. At the first season. off, his first couple years, he didn't make the playoffs, and that team was a disaster. Then he made the playoffs. Then the next year, he got hurt. And then the next year, they made the playoffs. And they, and even with the, DeMarcus Cousins getting hurt, they made the playoffs, won around, lost the Warriors. Then last year, his entire team got hurt. And then once he demanded a trade, they start sitting him out all the games. Jared, he played seven seasons and made the playoffs twice. Like, uh, like you, last all year, I'm saying is this. I, I, I'm counting last year because when he when he when he decided he wanted to ask for a trade, they were already out of the playoffs. At the end but of the Jerry, day, out of his starting five, he was missing three of the starters for but, the entire. But Jerry, here's my, here's my point. Season. Here's my point. You you always said the reason why they weren't winning is because he didn't have teammates. He had way better teammates than Devin Booker has. Devin no, Booker is the best player from that draft. The best player from that draft. No, he's not. First off, he Devin is. Booker's not. Secondly, and Drew Holiday's not DeAndre Ayton. I like Drew. Yeah. Sure. DeAndre Ayton is putting up literally the most guard. I, I watched DeAndre Ayton play, and I'm like, he's a waste of a draft pick. Jeremy, DeAndre Ayton just went last game he played. He went versus uh your boy for, uh, Jokic from from Denver and gave him 28-19 on 13-21. I, I watched a little Okafor did that do it on a regular basis. Like at the end of the day, the, a traditional big is not what you need in the league right now. Like He's not even a traditional big. Ayton can space the floor. Ayton can hit threes. All I'm telling you is this. I'm not. I, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to belabor this point. Devin Booker, as I've said, if, if you're a guy who puts up great numbers, he he reminds me a lot more of uh, Kevin Martin than. And I'm not saying he, he's better than Kevin Martin, but he reminds me a lot more of Kevin Martin when he was in Sacramento and he was giving you 25 points a game. And then he and he went to the Rockets and he put up pretty good numbers. And he he fooled people. Like there's people forget. James Harden was traded from OKC because people thought Kevin Martin is just as good as James Harden, and that and no, that's, people that people do not think that. That, that was that was the reason they were like, "Oh, I mean, you're trading for a guy's averaging 25 a game." Okay, cool. And but they traded him with something else. They didn't want to pay him. They traded that's him with Jeremy Lamb. Like that, it, it wasn't like they traded him with like, "Oh, the, all this." So even if you want to say oh, they gave they gave a late first round pick or a late lottery pick and Jeremy Lamb and him they thought he was a close enough approximation. All right, to guys. James Harden all right, all right. So the, the original the original question was how did you like the All Star game, All Star yeah. festivities? So and we went we we went to Jeremy. We talked about it. So Jared, yeah, continue. So so uh, one one thing, Jared, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to point out to you that DeAndre Ayton has not made a has not made a three pointer his entire career. Continue. All right, Jared. All star game Sunday night. Well, I know about it. Yeah, I know Aiden as a college player was hitting over forty percent. So maybe they they're not utilizing the right way. Either way, All Star weekend. I did like the fact that they went to the Elam ending at the end of the game. Um, I would have liked them to known that before I made a bet on the LeBron team to win by eight points because that would have changed the strategy. Um, oh, that was but, never going to happen in the Elam. <laughs> I know the Elam was never going to happen. Literally, I tell people like. Like what typically happens is 
okay, you know, all-star team, it's close. In the last three minutes, somebody pulls away, and then nobody's really, like, playing defense at the end because, like, oh, we're down six, we're down eight, whatever. Game gets away, they win by ten. Then I, was, I watched them, like, there's no way I'm covering this. So then I just bet the straight up, and I was able to cover it. Um, but um, with that being said, there's a couple takeaways I have from it. One, um, all-star, the, all the festivities from Saturday were awesome. There's absolutely no way, no way Aaron Gordon couldn't have won the dunk, dunk contest. I'm sorry. like Agreed. You can't have five straight 50s and not win the dunk contest, especially considering that, uh, and I, I like your boy airplane mode, uh, Derek Jones Jr., and the only reason why I was rooting for him was because I told Jeremy before the dunk contest he was going to win it. But you can't do four straight between the leg dunks. I don't care how you do it. But and here's the thing. I think they both did enough to win it. It should have been split. Like it's right. It's, I mean, so, like, so apparently what happened was this is like the rumor that because they gave him forty eight on the last one that they were trying to even it up and give Aaron Gordon a forty eight so that they tied. And Dwayne Wade was supposed to give him a ten, and Dwayne Wade gave him a nine, pretty much so the guy from the Heat could win. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Yeah. But here's the thing that 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 kind of sucked about the whole. They like, just kept kept making him redunk, and 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 I hate when it's non basketball players judging dunks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chadwick Bozeman from Black Panther. He he lo- he looks like he's never touched a basketball before. You should not be judging the the dunk contest. And then like they want said. to give D- Dwight Howard. Hype ass went out there and did a, a just a shitty dunk. And they gave him what they give him a forty nine. Yeah, that that mm. literally that that like ruined. No, they gave him a. I think they gave him a fifty. I think yeah, they right. gave him a forty nine. That's forty nine. Forty nine. That that's uh, what ruined the judges ruined the dunk contest. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. As much as I like my boy Chad with uh, Chad with Bozeman, shout out to Anderson, South Carolina. Um, Facts. but he can't be one of the like. You need to have like duck when they announced winners. he was coming out. Uh, Reggie Reggie Miller said, "Chadwick Boseman, he probably can't duck a donut in the coffee." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, that's so, so that's so true though. It's like why is he judging the dunk contest? Well, I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago when DJ Khaled judged the dunk contest and he was giving everybody like sevens. It was like 10, 10, 10, 9. DJ Khaled like seven. It was like every dunk he was, he was complete. But you know what though? That's what it needs to be because it needs to be like a climax of okay this dunk was better than this dunk. Once yeah. you give somebody a 10, even if somebody does a better dunk, everybody's stuck at 10. Like it really yeah. needs to get down back, back to where people putting like sevens and sixes up. No, like, right, that was a solid dunk. Or like they used to have, you used to be able to put a half point, so you'd be nine and a half, whatever. Like oh, that you would need be. To, I, I need y'all to drop it down. If somebody do a Dwight Howard dunk, I need y'all to give him a five. So, but but in reality, <laughs> so that that was one of my takeaways. There's two others. One, my my second takeaway. This playoffs is gonna be fun, Giannis. Is I mean he's coming to try to get that ring. Literally his defense he was playing. I have no idea. Now one I think LeBron should have dunked on him, but I have no idea how he blocked that shot before it got to the backboard. Literally, he closed so much space and his arms are so long. I was and and I was a clean block. I was like, man, that's just stupid. And then um, Kawhi, I mean Kawhi comes out and hits seven threes in the first quarter, and then Chris Paul comes out and hits. Six threes, seven threes in the game. I think six threes in the second half. Um, LeBron, I, I like. I think I didn't think LeBron played particularly great, but he played. He locked down, played defense on Giannis after Giannis got got the block on him. He gets the steal. I, I'll give I'll give LeBron that because in years past, I don't think LeBron would have taken that challenge. This year, yeah. LeBron was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go back at him," and and I like that because I remember yeah. when Kobe went at him a few years ago, and LeBron did not want any of that smoke. Yeah, I, I do remember that, and I think I think at the end of the day, it's a it's about right now. There's a fight to see who's going to be the best player in the league and who's the best player in the world. And I think you got a lot of guys who are, who are who are competing for it. I think James. I felt bad for James Harden because one, Harden hit the game winning three pointer. Like Lowry reached in. It, was, it should have been a foul on Lowry. They call a charge after he uh, reached I thought in. It was a charge. And but he but here's the thing: you can't reach first and then take the charge. He reached, hit his arm, then got a, got a charge. I thought you should call the, the reach in, and then if you got the reach in, the three pointer would have counted. Um, I thought that was a, and then Harden. I have no idea. LeBron hit, hit Harden for a wide open layup, and then Harden just kicked <laughs> it out. And I was like, wait, 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 what are you doing? I knew LeBron was gonna pass though. 
here's the thing. Like, hey, that's just him. I mean, he I, did wait, take wait, the shot from the. He took the shot. The, hey, here's the thing, man. I mean, you got to take that shot. But I knew when he had a one on one matchup. LeBron's he had a one on one. Let's not tell you that. You got a one on one matchup with Giannis, and you look under the goal, and you got Anthony Davis being guarded by Kyle Lowry. But yeah, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You R.I.P. Kobe, but did you hear when when Kawhi was talking about Kobe with Shaq, Charles, and Chuck and Kenny? Yes, yes. So let's let's talk about that. Kawhi Kawhi Leonard, who he, after he won the MVP, just for the listeners who, who didn't watch the watch the Sunday uh, All Star game, uh, he was asked to, you know about Kobe's legacy and his relationship, and uh, he told a story about how Kobe was talking about Kawhi's All Star performance, and he asked him how many shots he took. And Kawhi was like, oh, 19. And Kobe's like, I took 49. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. He's Kobe. Like, yes. LeBron, I don't care. Like, keep shooting. But I, that's, that's Why are you not trying to go get the Kobe I have, I have that problem MVP of the, of the All-Star game? I don't understand why he's not trying to get that. If he would have made that shot, he would have got it. Here, if he would have made the three, he would have got it. Now, he took that shot. But or here's, if here's he would have not passed it, he would have. I still don't. Here, here's, my, here's my problem I have. I think we're. Where it'd be like we're watching tennis and we're like, Fed, why are you, why are you serving and volleying? Nadal would never do that. Sit back there and hit heavy topspin forehand. Absolutely not true. Well, it's no, like it's no. like that's absolutely they're, they're compl- not true. Like, listen, don't LeBron, compare a team sport with an individual sport. But you're comparing individual games. What I'm saying is, wait, real quick, let me finish. So LeBron is never going to be. First off, LeBron's game is never. It's never been skilled around scoring. LeBron, LeBron no, that's scores. Not true. Can, I, can I finish real quick? LeBron's scoring <laughs> is about his physicality and his ability to get to the rim and be more athletic. And he's got when he gets high, so he, he didn't hit like five threes. That no, game. he was he was he was cooking. Think, no, he was two for twelve. I want to say threes that game. No, um, he, he was not two for twelve. He, he was. Yeah, I think he was. He was pretty bad on threes that game. Yeah, I saw him. And, I saw him hit two threes in a row. It didn't look like he was that that cold to me, but. But and, and then you throw in like I digress. I, when when you said you have Kobe or you have guys like that, they have a they have set shots that they get to and they say, all right, Jordan was I'm gonna if I hit you in a post once I get to this spot, this is my spot. Kobe had basically wherever he wanted to get to. Was, he, he wasn't a great three point shooter, but whatever spot he wanted to get to from a mid range standpoint, he felt hey, he was gonna hit it. LeBron doesn't really have that. That's the one flaw in his game that he's he's always had is the fact that he doesn't really have a – I mean, you think about his game winners. They're never like oh, the same shot. It's either the step back three, layup, or floaters off glass. What does that have to do with what we're talking about, though, Jared? At the end of a game, though, LeBron, he pulled up for three, but LeBron doesn't have the game of a Kobe to say, oh, let me just get to my spot and shoot. So I Why think, not? Because he just doesn't have that. That's uh, Jared, Jared, LeBron, but, LeBron's good. To me, it's like this. This is what I compare it to. If you don't compare it to the tennis. Nadal is a grinder, but there's times when Nadal get in the match and he realizes I got hit out because if I sit out here and try to grind, I'm like somebody gonna get knocked, knocked out the court. He gonna he don't sit out there and try to grind with Jock no more because Jock can make balls all day and then he just go pull the trigger. So at certain times you can change it. And the thing is, I I get I would even get that point in a normal game situation. It's an all star game, bro. This is just this is entertainment. But here's the thing. He pulled, <laughs> here's the thing. One, he pulled. Two. I think I, I think we're we're overlooking one of the the easiest things. I think we look at it and say LeBron's trying to keep AD in LA. AD is playing in his hometown of Chicago, and LeBron. Sure. Thinks, I I think it's a smart play. Are you really saying that LeBron's thinking about when he's getting the ball playing into AD because he's in Chicago? You really go. You really gonna go to, to that that length of a conspiracy? I don't think. That, I don't think it. I, don't, I think it crosses mine. <sighs> I think in that game. Now I'm not saying in that spot. He's like, oh, we're in Chicago. Let me throw it to AD. That's what you're I saying. Think, I think LeBron in the game said it was thinking before going into the game is, let's try to see if we can get AD an MVP. Now I don't think he's. I don't. AD, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I absolutely I don't, do not I don't think, think that LeBron think on the first year of Kobe. MVP of the All Star Game. He's saying, "Let me let me try to get AD this award." But anyway, especially, we especially we, considering we they gave uh, AD the, the MVP of the New Orleans one like two years ago. All right, let, let's let's switch gears, guys. Um, let's talk about some some uh, baseball. The MLB. I'm sure, unless you've just been sitting on a rock, you 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 should know that the Astros got caught cheating um, in their 2017 World Series uh, win. Um, they were basically using technology to. Uh, determine what the pitchers were about to pitch and then signaling signaling the batter who was up to the plate of the type of pitch they were. I mean, they were just straight up cheating. 
Um, and the MLB is not really not really tripping about it because they're not suspending or pretty much doing punishing. Any, I mean, in my opinion, well, they should take they should strip them of the title and they should vacate it um, or give it to the Dodgers. But anyway, let's start with Jerry on this topic. No, you can't give you can't give it to the Dodgers. Maybe not, but they should strip it. But uh, yeah, let's, I agree. let's uh. But I mean, here's the thing, though. Dodgers got there to the World Series, and but the they beat other teams. They it could have been a team that they beat that was better than than the Dodgers, but, the, but they, the they just played the, the Astros first. earlier, and so it like it doesn't matter. You can't you can't hate on them because of their draw. But the, what's it's here's like the you thing, can't though. get credit for it's, losing. That's, that's, that's like, like if you Federer beats yeah. Djokovic and Nadal cheats, you're like, oh well, Federer wouldn't have beat. I don't know whoever was on the other side of the draw. But, but if, if if Djokovic cheated Fed and cheated Nadal, then you can't just give. Nadal, Whoever the, got played him later. The later, the so the this was something that they were doing the for, whole time for the whole time. Okay. for three I, years. I, I would agree with that. I'll, I'll walk back my comments. But let's start with you, Jared. What do you think about this? Uh, this whole situation. So I think Rob Manfred tried really, really hard to out Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, like Roger Goodell, <laughs> always figures out a way to f up whatever punishment it is. It can be the the one where it's like. Now you probably shouldn't suspend it. He's gonna suspend it for six games, or the ones where you're like, "Yeah, you probably should suspend it for the season." He's gonna suspend it for for a half a game. Like, think about this: these dudes cheated for three seasons, three seasons. You know how many players lost jobs, careers because of this, or legacy? Think about this in reality. Clayton Kershaw statistically is a top two or three pitcher in the history of baseball. Clayton Kershaw, if you look at his numbers. It's like basically him, Sandy Koufax, and um, not Cy Young. Uh, I can't even think of the uh, the other pitcher. But literally, he, he, he's up there as like one of the greatest statistical pitchers of all time. The only problem is Kershaw doesn't have a signature playoff, let me carry you moment. And you know what he was doing? He put together a spectacular postseason, and he gets there – he faces the Astros twice in Houston and gets lit up both times. And everybody's like, see, choker. And you know and what happened? the same thing on you, Darvish, too. And it is. And you, Darvish, was a great pitcher, wasn't like, was, was, was pitching excellent, gets lit up both times there. And so you're taking guys who now Kershaw is out of his prime. Now he's still a good pitcher. He's not throwing the same heat he was throwing before. He's not as dominant oh, as he was. Fastball's like 92 miles per hour now. Yeah, so he doesn't get back to go back and replay that moment. He doesn't get a chance to go do and, and it's one of those things where you look at it and it, it's so it's so terrible in the sense that it'd be one thing if it was like, okay, maybe we'll see how much effect it had. They were batting like 420 at home and like 180 on the road in the playoffs. And they were winning all these games. And you got to think about how many series they won because of that. How high their playoff, they were seeded in the playoffs. And in reality, they choked it away this year. They could have won. If they would have won one more game, one more inning versus the, the, the Nationals, they would have had two of the last three World Series. And then Rob Manfred makes the mistake of saying, well, what's the point of taking away the World Series? It's just a piece of metal. Do you ever play sports? Idiot. The Wimbledon Trophy is just a piece of metal. The NBA Championship Trophy is just a piece of metal. Huh? Then, the worst of the worst. You have the audacity when they said, well, how come you didn't punish any of the players? And you say, well, the players are being punished because now everybody knows they cheated. That's not a punishment. That, what happens if, if if somebody robs my house, I go to I, – I, I, the police arrest them, I go to court, and the judge says – all right, you're free to go. And I said, well, why didn't you punish him? Oh, we did punish him. Everybody now knows he's a thief. What that? What does that mean to me? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, Rob Manfred did the worst possible job he could have done in this scenario. I think what he should have done was all those players should have been suspended for at minimum 50 games. Like, at minimum. They should have had the AAA team playing for, the, for them for at least the first 50 games. Good thing about that is that would eliminate them from the playoffs. And it would, it would it would take away money out of their pockets. Secondly, there should be a postseason ban for at least one or two years because that is atrocious. Thirdly, they should have least at least confiscated some draft picks. Like there, there needed to be some major ramifications as opposed to all they did was they fined the owner five million dollars. The owner's worth like twenty billion. Okay, fantastic. 
So, uh, and then the the last thing I will say, if they did give that five million dollars to me, I would be cool with whatever. I'd be cool with it. La- last thing, <laughs> the Astros too, from a PR standpoint, had to be the dumbest people of all time. They come out. The owner says, I apologize, but we don't think that had any effect on the game. Really? So why the hell were y'all doing it if it had no effect on the game? Correa said, we won. Yeah, yeah, we cheated and it was wrong, but we won fair and square. Well, you know what's not fair and square? Cheating. Like, <laughs> like they literally just apologized and then said, yeah, but we still would have won anyway. You don't get to be the person who may, who, who says that. And the same thing with J.D. Martinez from the Red Sox because the Red Sox were doing it too, and they won the World Series last year, so they should get the same kind of punishment. J.D. Martinez comes uh, like – I don't think so. Um, got, got caught doing this? Yes. The, they, the Red Sox was not the same. It was not the same system. It was, was Um, It wasn't – I'm trying to – they're still doing the investigation now, but it, was, it wasn't It was like team-wide. It was something with the, with the manager. That's why the manager got fired. I thought it was the same thing because I thought – the uh the guy from the Red Sox, the manager, came from the Astros. Yeah. So I thought he brought the same system. Either way, JD Martinez comes out after being a member of the Red Sox World Series team and says, "Guys, I think we're making too big of a deal about this. We need to just let this thing go." No, no, no. You can't be the one that says we need to let this thing go. If I rob your house and then you you take me to court, I can't stand up in court and then say, "Guys, I think it's time we let this thing go." No, no, no that's not my that's not my position. So that that's what I have to say about it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And right. I would I would recommend betting Vegas put out a line eighty three uh, times he, they they put out as the over under for the amount of times the Astros players are hit by pitches. I would take the over. I think they're going to get hit more than eighty three times. I think it's going to be somewhere around one hundred fifteen. So obviously, all the players that were on that two thousand seventeen team aren't still Astros. So you think that the pitchers... A lot of the core is. The core is? Okay. So you think that the people that were on that team but might be on different teams right now are going to get targeted? Yes, they absolutely are. Here's the thing. If I'm a baseball player, and I've always said this... I'm going to pitch at him. I'm going to pitch I'm sorry. I'm, I will. But this is this is what my stance would be. It would be a public stance, um, especially if I was a bigger player. If you intentionally hit me, every single time you intentionally hit me, you're gonna have a fight. Like we're fighting. Like right after, like it's we're gonna I'm gonna make the MLB take that rule out. Like we're not you're not gonna hit me on purpose. Like we're gonna fight every single time that somebody throws me. But what if somebody's and, ready for your smoke and you get your ass beat after you get hit? You hit twice. It's really like <laughs> that's gonna be on you if you wanna charge them out. Hey, the mound. You get the hey, if you get, hey, if you hey, get hey, hit on that keep smoke. Keep in mind you're coming up the hill, so they have like a like most of these pictures aren't small. So, yeah, you can run up on a 6'5 guy, you know, with the arm that you, can throw You didn't realize how big these baseball players are, right? Like, the the, the pitchers aren't normally the bigger guys on the team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, David. When David, they stand on the mound, you know, I don't think these guys are going to try to, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Aaron Judge might be different, but, like, most of these guys are going to charge the mound because they get pitched at. You motherfucker, he was cheating. Right. And, and, and Damon, yeah. Damon, Jerry. I was going to take somebody that, charge the mound with, with a bat. Uh, he going to hit him with the Kevin Hart. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> He just hit me twice. <laughs> All right, so who, th- who started think, that topic? I think baseball's got to – Jeremy, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I think baseball's got to fix that anyway. Like, this is another – baseball has a lot of issues. Um, I mean, just the, the traditions to me are, are silly, a lot of them. Um, if you're going to – like, I don't agree with letting people intentionally throw somebody. All it's going to take is somebody ch- chase somebody with a bat. Somebody's going to get seriously injured, uh, and then they're going to be like, oh, man, we probably should change that. But um, about this scandal – the Houston Astros are the reason why companies, organizations hire PR firms whenever they go through a scandal. And apparently the Astros didn't because they had no, like uh, just just listening to them talk. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no it's like Trump. You can do whatever you want. It's like normal. so. So it's, yeah. so 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 what is uh, I mean, there's no real telling how much of an advantage it was if it was an advantage at all. If it wasn't an advantage, why were you doing it? Oh, well, um, you know, whatever. They say bygones left bygones. They're not investigating. Um, yeah, it didn't affect anything. They don't know what they're talking about. We were just, you know, we still had to play some games on the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, if somebody gave me uh, 
somebody gave me uh, the, the signal of where everybody was going to be serving every every point. Oh, yeah, I broke way more often. I still had the whole serve. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, or, or Jeremy, even, even worse. Even if, like, imagine this. Imagine if it was only one side of the court that you, because you can say, all right, well, we couldn't hit on Rogan. Okay, so even if it was one side of the court, imagine if you gave, if Fed was playing Djokovic, and on one side of the court, so half of his return games, he knew every point where Djokovic was serving. How, like, what's the what is the advantage that you're gonna have? I, I, I will say, early in Fed's career, he knew exactly when the dog was serving every point. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> every point uh, back in. Um, but for like a fixing uh, of this thing, I think they're gonna have to invest in more technology. I think technology is really where baseball is lacking because. Be honest, this is really the equivalent of football Spygate. Um, what came from Spygate was a lot better technology. Um, the technology within the within the helmet. I think they're gonna have to get some kind of technology where someone could call a game from away from uh, the mound, uh, where it goes to the catcher and the um, and the pitcher, so the catcher knows how to how to catch it, and the pitcher can still throw it um, through some kind of you know something in the tunnel, wherever it is. Um, and then that way, nobody can steal the signs. Um, I think baseball should go to uh, automatic strike zone um, as opposed to having an umpire call it because the umpires, things are all over the place. There's so much stuff baseball needs to change. But overall, Rob Manfred handled this absolutely terribly. Um, I think from, from what I can take away from what happened, it seems like he gave the players some type of immunity for telling all the details of what happened. Um, so then he couldn't go back and, and tell them, hey, we're going to suspend you. Um, my big thing about it is, is they should have the World Series title removed. Um, I think um, the Red Sox, while I don't think it was as bad from what they're doing, and honestly, the, the Red Sox are just saying they're not expecting any punishment. Um, but I think they're kind of like Drake. You know, so when they say, see how you did, homeboys, so please take it easier on me. I think that's why J.D. Martinez made his comment. They understand they did. They were doing, it wasn't as bad, but they were doing some, probably some shady stuff anyway. So they're kind of trying to make sure they don't get any extra punishment either. So um, overall, I, I think uh, the Astros are a disgrace. I don't think if anybody on that team makes a hall of fame and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens don't, I think the writers should be disqualified from by voting. Um, so I don't want to see uh, Altuve or any of those guys in the, All-Star, in the uh, hall of fame. If I can't, if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and every steroid user, oh, Mark McGuire's not in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, real quick, Jeremy, um, I want to say this because we, we don't touch on a lot of baseball topics. We will, probably won't get into it for a little bit. The one person that should lose their Hall of Fame vote is the one guy who didn't vote Jeter first ballot Hall of Fame. He literally missed it by one vote. And then the guy was cowardly enough to say, I, I want to keep my, my ballot private so nobody knows who I am. No, no, no. If you're bold enough to not vote Jeter for the first ballot, you need to be public. Every, every ballot needs to be public. Last thing I want to say about my boy Jeter, I think one of the best stories in sports is the Astros. Speaking of the Astros, they had a scout back in the 96 draft. And the scout was a Hall of Fame baseball player, I believe himself. I can't remember which, what the scout's name was. Either way, he scouted players, and he said, Derek Jeter is a first ballot Hall of Famer. We have to draft him with the number one overall pick. The Astros GM decided not to, to draft him. He wanted to draft the best college pitcher. And the scout said, okay, I quit. And they said, you're really quitting? He said, I will not have my name associated with this draft because – if you guys aren't drafting Derek Jeter, I will check. I, I'm, I'm going to quit. And I think now history looks at him fondly. So just remember, guys, it pays <laughs> to not associate yourself with nonsense. Uh, it's kind of like your boy from um, that ended up coaching or being the GM for Peyton Manning's uh, Colts. He was the or no for the Broncos. He was a he was a GM for the Broncos that got Peyton on. Or no 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 no, I take it back. He was a GM for the Giants when they traded for Eli. But he was the GM for the Colts whenever they had the number one pick, and Elway said he wasn't going to go there. And the owner decided he was going to trade Elway. And he told the owner before he traded Elway that, just know this, if you trade Elway, I'm turning in my resignation, so I'm not associated with this. He traded Elway, and then he quit. And then uh, the Colts pretty much moved to Baltimore like the next year. Yeah. 
All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to go uh, kind of stray from the uh, pre-production topics. Um, I want to talk about, and this might be uh, a, a topic uh, based on my uh, my colleague at work. But let's talk about UNC. Um, <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> how do you get to the point where you can't win? You can't be 500 in the ACC, like the Roy. They're three and out. They're three and twelve. Like, I know. That's what I'm saying. Close. The least yeah. five. I know. I know. I know their their record. So well, like, they were like, well what, above five hundred with five minutes to go in the games. Let's start with Jeremy because I know Jeremy's <laughs> a good guy. But it's just like it's no way. Every like, game. Here's the thing. Like, if you have one bad recruiting season, yeah, you might you might dip a little bit for that year. But like this is, the, I, I feel like this from UNC is the product of having at least three bad recruiting seasons or like people, you know, kids is not classes. panning out. But Jeremy, let's, let's talk really quick about this uh, Duke North Carolina game that, that happened almost a week and a half ago. Now um, yeah. North Carolina was, was in full control of the game. Duke came back, pushed in overtime and won on the last minute shot in overtime. I mean, but let's Duke discuss UNC and what do you think? What was the, was the reason? And, uh, Jared, what do you what do you think about our boys, man? Um, this is this is ridiculous. I know Roy's getting older, but man, come on, man. You, uh, I yeah. I I personally knew this was going to be a rough season when they lost to Wofford, and Roy Williams said in a post game interview, "This is the least gifted team I've ever coached." <laughs> yeah. uh, how do you but I, I don't agree team? with I don't agree with Roy, Roy saying that to a team. I don't either. You know, like after I don't, I don't like, agree with it either. First game but as in, a Duke like, fan, they're not that, that talented. Was, like back your boys. Yeah. Um. But like, if you really look at the games they've lost this season, they've been the best thirty-eight minute team in in the ACC this season. <laughs> Like how many games can you be up with by fifteen with five minutes to go and lose? Like I, I, I mean, I, if you mean, really I literally go through, feel bad for them. I literally I, feel bad for them. I don't because they're a great team to bet against. Um, like well, like five minutes to go because they'll be up fifteen and you can just bet money line. You get like plus four hundred, plus five hundred. I mean, it's it's free money. Gary, <laughs> what do you think? Overall, about the oh, I mean, let me finish your time. What, what? What? I think they've lost. Seven, eight straight home games, something like that. I mean, it's, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So I think Roy has four McDonald's All Americans coming in next year. But the biggest thing is, which I was telling Jared forever, Roy has managed over the years to keep a certain amount of super talented players underachieving so much so that they become upperclassmen, and that didn't happen this year. So normally, where Coach K is normally is used to having a team full of first year or maybe a second year player here or there, Roy's used to having juniors and seniors to really lead his class who are who are more mature, have been playing in the system for a while and understand what's going on. And this year he doesn't have that. And you're seeing why not everybody could coach one and duns. Well here's the difference. What the, I don't think that's the case. I think what happened was this year I thought they they went a different route than they normally do. They they added a whole lot of grad transfers they lost a lot of players from last year's class that they were expecting to come back. And then you throw in the, um, I mean, I think one of the obvious things was Cole Anthony getting injured. I think that, that threw out the momentum of the team. Um, UNC earlier this year was playing well. I mean, UNC had some wins over some top 25 teams. They went, they played, uh, in, in a really stacked, uh, holiday tournament to start the year, went two and one, uh, with their loss being to Michigan when Michigan was top, you know, ended up being top five. Um, they were they were playing good ball, and what happens is whenever you start to lose a lot of games, you get in a habit, and it's hard to break it. I mean, the Duke game they should have they they made free throws, they won the game easily. They still got robbed. Yeah, they missed at the end. eighteen free throws in the game. Yeah, they still got robbed at the end. There were a couple calls that went against them that were pretty obvious, especially the one where yeah. um, literally the UNC is up. There are three points inbounding the ball with fifteen seconds to go. The Duke defender literally just runs directly into the UNC ball player as he's grabbing the ball, and not so the ball goes out on the UNC player. But it's literally because the guy runs into him. But you can't go back and review a foul. Even Jay Bellis, the former Duke player, said that that was an inexcusable missed call. Um, so Duke, I will agree ball. with that. But I will say at the end of regulation that they gave a they called a foul when the guy didn't even get touched from UNC and gave y'all the ball back. So there should have been Duke ball there. So it, it stuff evens out. No, and then previous possession, you you had 
Cole Anthony drove through the lane, got hit pretty solidly, no foul, and then literally Trey Jones drove four straight possessions, and all four straight possessions they called fouls that were less contact. But either way, you, you, you lose that game. Then you play Virginia. You lose to Virginia on the three-pointer at the buzzer. Then you play Notre Dame, and you lose to Notre Dame when you're up 15 points with 10 minutes to go in the game. You're up nine points with 430 to go. And, I mean, it's – sometimes you get in those rhythms where you just – you're on a consistent losing streak, and you just need one of those to go your way. And I think I think that they may be that way. I think UNC has the talent to where they could get hot and they could win the ACC tournament. I really do. Hmm. But yeah. I really <laughs> listen. This, this, this is why I'll tell you this. Like, there's not you. Who who do you expect to win the ACC tournament? Probably not best team in the ACC is probably be Virginia Tech. Uh, but this ACC best team probably in the ACC is either Louisville or Duke. Yeah, and I think UNC dominated Duke for the entire game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They didn't win. I know. At the end of the game, in the time frame allowed it. They didn't score more points. But think about they think didn't about score this, more points Dave. in Notre Dame. Damn it, think about this though. When I was at Clemson, freshman year, we lost nine straight matches at one point. And after we lost nine because we were we were we got a habit of losing all these close matches. All our matches we were losing four three. And somebody got kicked off of our team. Um and after they got kicked off of the team, we ended up winning seven straight matches to get to the ACC championship and then making it to the Elite Eight. I'm not telling you that, hey, this is the the same thing, yeah. but sometimes you just get in a rut where you need no. one of those to go your way, and when it does, your team gets confidence. I, I mean, that team's not – I disagree with Roy. That team has some talent on there. Um, yeah. No, yes. They don't. Um, just, just so you, just so you, just so you know, you guys got – the league. You got you guys got a, a big confidence booster coming up this uh, this Saturday because you play you Louisville, Louisville on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not right. concerned about those games though. I, oh, I'm, about, I'm more about, concerned about terrible teams. Yeah, think about it this way: you guys lost to Wake Forest by 17 points, and Wake Forest beat A and T by eight. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, well, They'll beat Duke again though. They'll beat Duke. No, they won't. At they Duke. Won't. Yeah, I, I don't think Duke's very good either. Uh, I don't either, but Duke's definitely not losing at home to USC. All right, guys. All right, listeners. The NBA back on it. Um, after the All-Star break, second half of the season, who do you guys have? Let's start with Jared first. So kind of some bold predictions I want to go through for the end of the season, things that I think are going to happen. I'm sticking with my pick. I think the Grizzlies are going to make the eighth spot, even though they have the toughest finishing schedule in the, in the NBA and the Pelicans have the easiest uh, I'm going to stick with the Grizzlies to win games and continue to this this miracle run to the playoffs. Um, I, I said before the season, I said before it started, I, if I was building a team, I would build it around John Morant over Zion. Zion's a monster. I've, I've said at the time, I, I'm not sure how well he translates to the league because of the fact that I don't know how long he physically can stay healthy being 285 pounds and jumping with that kind of force. I think Jai's going to continue the, the run to keep them into the playoffs. So that's one of my bowl predictions. Second bowl prediction. I think Kevin Durant's coming back for the playoffs. If you watch these these videos of him working out, he looks healthy. And I'm not saying he looks healthy like he can go play in the league right now. But there's two two and a half months before the playoffs really start. And I think if KD gets healthy enough to where he he looks at it and says, All right, we still have, you know, myself, Kyrie's healthy at this point, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert. DeAndre Jordan, um, boy Jared Allen. You got, we got, we got uh, what's the shooter, uh, Joe Harris. Yeah, we got a lot of guys. He's gonna look at it and say, "Now's as good a time as any to try to see if we can get a title." Uh, I think he's gonna come back for the playoffs and try to make a run. And I think he makes them an extremely dangerous team. Could you imagine the the series if the Nets, the Nets right now, I think would be finishing around the six seed. Could you imagine if the Nets is a six seed if they got KD back and Kyrie had to go back and play the Celtics? Oh, oh man. Kyrie, Kyrie will bust them. Uh, nah, I don't know about that. I mean, literally, that the Celtics, the Celtics are, are one of the most underrated teams in the league. Celtics have dudes mm. everywhere, um, and even if KD comes back, I, they still have they they have some trouble. I mean, KD's KD's amazing, and I think they will win the series, but they it would it would be a long series. But I, I expect him to come back. Lastly. Um, the Lakers are uh, expecting DeMarcus Cousins to be 100% healthy, they said, before the playoffs. Uh, but they need to get another piece. And I, I've heard Deion Waiters' name thrown around there. Um, 
There's some other players that are likely to get bought out, but they need to get another piece, another score. It seems like the Clippers are, are, have made the decision of any player they think the Lakers are going to try to pick up, they're going to get them beforehand, even if they have no use for them, which is a smart strategy. But I, I think some, they, they got to make some kind of move to get another ball handler. Uh, although I think LeBron's going to play high minutes in the playoffs, you can't expect him to play high minutes and have to guard either PG or Kawhi uh, or Marcus Morris, even in that case. He's uh, going to have to guard all, all three. <laughs> you can't expect him to do that and play 44 minutes. You got to get somebody that can can spell him and and can create their own shot or create shots for others. I think Rondo is, will be an upgrade from normal Rondo when he gets to playoffs because playoff Rondo is real, but you need another guy. You need another guy. Jared, I've been telling you, and I think you thought I was joking. Saw a video on Makeup Dance Lance, and y'all need to bring Lance Stevenson back. Lance would help this team out. You guys need. Uh, I, I prefer who, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford's a free agent right now and says. He, but he's but y'all need, y'all need a y'all need a three. I don't think y'all need a point guard. Um, because to be honest, overall LeBron's LeBron's gonna have the ball in his hands. I think you guys need somebody who can make open shots. Uh, somebody who can create their own shot whenever LeBron gets tired. Um, but I don't think you need uh, a, a specific ball handler. I don't think that. Um, overall, just looking at um the playoff. Seed. I think the Clippers are going to find a way to win the West. Um, I don't think Paul George is going to contribute much, much to it. I think Paul George is going to be a minimum player. Um, hopefully he'll be well before the finals, but I think this is going to be like the Kawhi show. Um, I think Kawhi pretty much by himself um, as a star. I, I don't think he's going to have Paul George. I think he and Lou Williams are going to take this team uh, through the West. Um that's interesting with the Kevin Durant argument. I don't think he's going to come back this year, mainly because I think they're going to be extra, extra, extra cautious. However, um, if he does come back, it's going to be spectacular. Um, as far as uh, the eighth seed, um, the Pelicans are going to make the eighth seed. Jared, stop playing. Um, I think the Pelicans will finish the season up maybe 20 and six for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, I, I, if you look at our schedule, it's, it's pretty ridiculously easy um i think the grizzlies could i mean let's just go through the Grizzlies schedule for the next few uh few games so they go at kings who they've already lost to um at lakers at clippers at rockets kings on the road lakers at home there's your next six games they could be behind us but the end of those six games <laughs> they got a couple easy games after that then they go mavericks uh, Hawks, Matt. Oh, so wait, let's see. They go Hawks, Net, Nets, Mavericks, Hawks, Magic. So they got a little easy stretch. Then they go Blazers, Jazz, Spurs, Thunder, Bucks, Pelicans twice, Celtics, Raptors, Raptors. Like their their schedule is literally just filled with tough teams. Like they're they I I would be surprised they'll lose at least twelve to thirteen games in the next month. I mean it's. It's going to be pretty bad for them. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not really too concerned about us passing them. And I can't wait till I see ESPN go crazy. I mean, like, literally, it's going to be like a sportscasm for the, the, the sports media people. Zion versus LeBron in the playoffs. Oh, God, you're never going to hear the end of it. Or the beginning of it. Uh. <laughs> All right, boys, that's all I have, uh, and I'm ready to get to bed. Um, So um, any parting words for the listeners out there? I do have one parting word I want to say. So the Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, agree to part ways with their coach, John Beeline, who just took over the job about six months ago. So let's put this in perspective. Over the last 16 NBA seasons, LeBron has played for the Cleveland Cavaliers for 11 of those 16 seasons. The other five seasons, they have fired or not retained five head coaches. They've had three number one overall picks. They've well, had. Let me ask you a question: Are you are you are you including the 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 two that they let go without them playing coaching a single game after LeBron left? No, um, Ty, Ty Lue coached that next season. He got fired <laughs> six games into the next season for oh, no six. apparent reason. Uh, so he was he came in that next season as the coach, but they're so dysfunctional. They fired him six games into the next season. Uh, I'm not including Mike Brown at his firing. I'm including his second firing because he came back and they fired him again. Um, uh-huh. Byron Scott got fired in between there. 
David Blatt uh, was hired. He he wasn't fired in between there. There was uh, Beeline. It was uh, Larry uh, Larry Drew, and uh, who was the other one? Um, who was before Larry Drew? I can't even remember. It's been like that. It, it's it happens so crazy. And this is this is what I mean. Dysfunctional franchises. They they literally they can't get out of their own way. And if you take LeBron off of the Cavaliers over the last 25 years, they're the Cleveland Browns. Like there, there's no difference in those organizations. Yeah. They, they, they hit on guys that are, are no brainers, right? The Cleveland Browns hit on Joe Thomas. Oh, okay. Everybody said he's a generation, generational, uh, tackle. He becomes one of the greatest offensive tackles of all time. You hit on guys that like, okay, these are no brainer situations. But outside of that, incompetence grows from inward and i think the inward is at the top whereas dan gilbert who's a terrible owner who consistently doesn't want to pay gms who can consistently hire bad coaches who consistently don't do well with their players because they draft poorly so uh shout out to cleveland i mean you guys will have another probably top five pick this year uh you'll probably do like you did in 2014 where you you eh, just, just real quick last I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this real quick Look at their picks outside of Kyrie, who was an overwhelming the number one, the number one pick, or LeBron who was overwhelming the number one pick. Look at the players they missed. Tristan Thompson, yes, he was good at number four, but behind him you had uh, Clay Thompson. You had, I believe, uh, Kawhi was in that draft, I believe, as well. Um, no there was saw Kawhi. <laughs> but there, there, there were even if you look behind, him, there was a lot of players that were behind him in that draft. Um, you had. A draft where Old Depot was everybody consider Old Depot the number one pick. You go Anthony Bennett, realize he has sleep apnea and can't hardly even fly on planes. He's out of the league two years later. You have Wiggins, who I I still was a proponent of taking Wiggins, but you take him over Embiid, wrong pick. You have uh, you, you you can go through all their picks they've had. There were high picks even when LeBron first got. To I, I still don't know if that's a wrong pick. Like you you're, you could have just been saying, hey, I'm not taking a chance on a guy who's literally. Ended up missing the next two seasons with injury. <laughs> yeah, but at the time he he hadn't had those injuries before the before the draft. There was a concern of it. Like I think he had like a minor foot surgery, but there was no no knowing that. But either way, I think you sit back and you look at it and say, bad franchise. Good luck. You guys will be terrible for the foreseeable future. Alrighty, Jeremy, uh, what do you have uh, for last words for all of us? My my, my last word is going to be a response to Jared. Jared is trying to make it like LeBron just turned the whole franchise around and had no help. Basically, this is what always happens to LeBron teams. LeBron goes to teams. They trade all the young talent away, i.e. like the Lakers just did. And they'll be competing for three or four years. Then he'll leave. And the, all the talent that they acquired for this young talent will be 38 years old and they'll all retire. And then they'll have to draft a whole bunch of players except they won't have a lot of draft capital because they traded away to get other other old players to play. And then you'll go, man, that team looks really terrible. No, they weren't really terrible. They're just stuck with a whole bunch of players who aren't any good. So Cleveland Cavaliers will be back up um, Jeremy, Miami, 2025. When LeBron left Miami, they figured out a way. It, LeBron left and then Bosh, they lost Bosh for nothing because Bosh ended up getting a, a career-ending blood clot issue. They still somehow managed to get Hassan Whiteside Goran Dragic, uh, they 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 were able to like consistently they find gems. If you look at at, at neither at one of them is a gem. No, Hassan Whiteside's an all star. Goran Dragic was made an all star. Those are those are gems when you look at like all right, where are you able to find? You get Tyler Hero. They draft Bam Adebayo late in the draft. They now get Jimmy Butler. They figure out ways to be competitive. They've made the playoffs multiple times since he's left. I think in teams, Miami teams that have great GMs or have the a, a competent front office, have the ability to maintain and overcome, even like OKC's done with the loss of KD. They're, they've been able to consistently put together a, a winning product. Bad franchises can't do that. All right. Those are a, a lot of uh, last words. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm going to get to bed. Uh, we will touch base with all you guys when we get back from Vegas next week. Um, we have a lot of uh, betting going on on the golf course, as well as just having fun, just just joining the camaraderie. Shout out to Jeremy and Jarrett. They will be turning 35 uh, in, on Sunday. So feel free to reach out to them. Tell them happy birthday. In the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Amibros underscore podcast. All updates, Jarrett's doing his thing. He's doing some individual stuff. 
So uh, from a betting standpoint, so if you want to tune into that, make sure that you subscribe, like, and uh, yeah, um, we're out and God bless you guys. Uh, RIP Pop Smoke. Um, and uh, yeah, and on that note, we out of here.